Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Nayala. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get to talking. So today's guest is a television writer and producer from projects like HBO's Insecure, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Key and & Peele, and he's a creator, executive producer, and writer of one of NBC's latest comedies, Grand Crew, Mr. Phil Augusta Jackson. Phil, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Uh, so I'm loving the show so far. I, I watched awesome. the two uh, sneak preview episodes that came out back in December, and I've been watching week to week. Uh, I'm a 90s kid, so I grew up watching I appreciate you. classic sitcoms, slice of life comedies. And not only is it doing so much for representation, um, but it's also just so positive and lighthearted and silly. It's something we really need in the world right now. Um, all the craziness going on. Um, so congrats and thank you <laughs> for a show. Thank like you. That. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate you. How did the idea for the show come about? So, um, you know, I, I uh, worked on Brooklyn Nine-Nine for four seasons. Um, and Dan Gore, the, uh, the co-creator of that show, um, about midway through my time working there, was like, if you ever want to develop a show, let me know. And uh, we had a really good working dynamic. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. We started brainstorming some ideas, some like kind of high premise ideas. Um, but before every time we would meet, uh, I would tell him about how I go to this wine bar in my neighborhood, how I hang out with my friends and we kind of talk about life and our careers and dating and all everything. And uh, we would basically start each meeting talking about that before talking about <laughs> ideas for the show we wanted to create. And then after a certain amount of time, I was like, wait a second, I think this is this is the show. Um, so the ideas, you know, pulled from the pages of my life. I actually hang out at a wine bar. I actually started drinking wine when I moved to LA about eight years ago or so. And um, yeah, that was that was the inspiration. And you know, we we um, created some some character archetypes that we felt like would be fun and dynamic and different from what's out there. Um, and then sold it to NBC. And uh, that was actually my next question: is if you pulled anything from your own life into the story and it's clear that you have and, and so much of it is so relatable there's um you know like there's noah who's like this like old school romantic and he loves mm -hmm. just he has this old school idea of what romance is a moment that stays in my mind so much is the love and basketball moment yeah <laughs> like yeah. wait what like why would that be your go-to <laughs> with the basketball player yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, you know it's i think stories like that uh, like you're saying you know i grew up you know watching sitcoms in the 90s uh, watching classic movies from the 90s. Uh, and that love of basketball example is just one that I felt like, I'm such a fan of rom-coms uh, and just romantic movies in general that um, that moment felt like a really ripe one to just show what type of character Noah is, while also imbuing it with some sensibilities that um, are almost like a nostalgic uh, play, you know, uh, territory for me, like as a as a creative person, um, and yeah, and and you know, look the show the show itself, you know, we try and tackle a lot of topics that are relevant to the black community, but also like human in nature. But um, we, you know, in the writers' room, a lot of what we come up with is inspired by real life. And then when it comes to making the show, it's like, okay, what's the twist we can put on it? How can we heighten it a little bit um, to make it as funny as possible? So a lot of the stories are. Um, anecdotes and situations that have either happened to myself or happened to people in the writer's room. Not all of them, but a lot of times that'll be the seed of the idea for, for storylines. Mm. I also love the, uh, the addition, the addition of uh, Gracie Mercedes character. Um, we actually yeah. had her on the show uh, a few weeks ago. Amazing. And um, 
she's such a delightful person and she was talking about how you know they they, they needed this just extra little splash of feminine energy um yeah where nikki couldn't <laughs> she can't be the only <laughs> one like i can't deal with all these men she needed <laughs> so what was the idea behind um adding another uh, female character to the cast yeah so the the idea was to always um have Faye uh, be, be a character in the show i think there was so much um kind of heavy lifting and story to get out in the pilot that there wasn't an opportunity um you know to um to kind of introduce her during that time. But um, yeah, the, the overall idea was that uh, it would be fun to have, uh, to give Nicole a best friend in the show, you know? And I think uh, in, in a way it's like just having a different energy and in a different perspective, I think really helps round out the group um, and the chemistry between, you know, Nicole and, and Gracie is just so incredible that it also felt like a nice way to just, um, you know, give, give, give a different dimension uh, to the comedic possibilities of the show. So it was always the plan and we, you know, we lucked out getting Gracie um, on the cast. And uh, she also talked about how her experience as a writer sort of uh, for NBC before it led to uh, being able to then continue her pursuit of acting. And that was, that was just such an interesting thing here because to me personally, I feel that some of the best comedic actors are also fantastic writers. So many of them write, like some of my favorite comedic actors end up writing show, writing episodes of the shows that they're on. Yeah. Um, and ha has there been an opportunity um, for anyone in the cast to to write or have they expressed interest in directing maybe in the future? Um, yeah, most of the cast has expressed interest in directing. I think that's awesome. Um, I think uh, a few of them have shadowed directors during the course of this season one for a couple of days. Um, I don't think anyone has expressed interest or maybe Echo has expressed interest in, in writing a script. I know he does a lot of writing as well. Um, but, you know, the whole the whole cast is incredibly uh, multifaceted and multi-talented. So I'm not surprised by the desire to kind of, you know, uh, go beyond the scope of just being a performer on the show. And that that that's really, really exciting um, because I think, you know, a lot of times people have more than more than one dimension. And, and more than more than one skill set, and, and, that, and that's exciting to know that they're interested at that level um, for this show in particular as well, too. So yeah. And have there been any story ideas or sort of dates gone wrong ideas that um, have not appeared in the show yet that you're sort of maybe holding on to to fear later? Well, we definitely didn't hold on to to any to any stories with the thought that you know oh we'll just save it for a later season. You know, mm -hmm. Dan Dan. Um, uh, my executive producer who created Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he, um, he made the good point of saying, it's like, we, we shouldn't be saving anything. Let's tell the stories that you want to tell. You know, when we made the pilot, let's treat the pilot like this is our only opportunity to share, share Grand Crew with the world. Okay, pilot goes and we get a full season. Make every episode something that you're proud of, something that you're excited about, and don't leave any stories on the floor. I do think that there are stories that could, that we that I have in mind that I would love to tell if we get more opportunities, but we um, we definitely felt like we, we chose for this first season, the ones that felt best with how we wanted to grow the characters, grow the characters with each other and, and also grow the world of the show. But I got tons of, we got tons of pitches of, of, of different dating ideas, different story ideas and stuff like that, that I would love, love to get the opportunity to, um, to do if we, if we get, if we're fortunate enough to get a second season. And uh, is there anything in particular uh, or that comes to mind that you want audiences to take away uh, from watching the show? Yeah, you know, I think um, 
I well, one, I would love for people to watch the show and uh, think the show's funny and get get some laughs. I think you know, in the in the world that we're living in now, it's like with the pandemic and there's so much going on at a societal level. Like, I think there's space for a show that's you can watch and and really just uh, you know escape and just laugh and have a <laughs> have a good time. So I hope people take that away. You know, I think the themes that we're talking about. Um, you know, are, are relevant to the Black community. And so I think it'd be nice if people uh, resonated with that. Um, and at the at the end of it, you know, it's they're, they're human stories. So I think people can relate to the things that we're talking about overall. So I hope that people, you know, um, also see kind of the thematic things that are kind of very relevant um, and can, can relate to that um, as well. But I hope people think it's fun, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I said earlier, uh, that the show does so much um not just in representation but in this positive representation um and also sharing a different a different black experience and and as, mm -hmm. as a latino the, it's so much of what we see in media is um very much one-sided it's only one yeah. particular type of experience and there's a whole other world there is no one experience for for any group of people and Absolutely. it's really wonderful to see that we get to see all of these different uh people uh, in the same place, but they all live such different lives and have such vastly different personalities. Um, and really just, it's just so wonderful to see. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I, I fully, fully recognize that there is no, there's no singular black experience, you know? And I think a lot of times the, it will get lumped as if we're all black people are the same and everybody's, <laughs> everybody's doing the same things. And, um, yeah, so I, you know, my hope with this show is that, uh, you know, it is my perspective, you know, and, um, you know, fleshed out through through kind of a dynamic cast. And my hope is that people see it and are like, oh, like this is this is a very particular style of comedy and a particular style of show. Um, and and I think that's um, it's good to have different perspectives out there. So I totally agree with you that um, it's it's it feels like a real opportunity to say, hey, this is this is a, not the perspective, this is a perspective. And uh, I hope you find some fun and funny um, within this show. Reflecting on your own life, is there anything that any particular performance or a person uh, that you saw growing up that made you feel represented for the first time? I, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, playing music and stuff like that. So I think, and, uh, and also was it was into the arts and stuff like that. Had a lot of different interests but i think the first person you know from a from an artistic standpoint was my brother you know he he you know he's a doctor now but he used to do theater and was such an amazing actor and had you know has an amazing voice so i was like oh he and he looks like me so i was like you know so i think that was the very first i was like oh like you could be a performer like my brother's doing it um as far as like in media you know i, I grew up on shows like in living color you know uh a diff different world uh Jamie Foxx show, Living Single. And so I think shows like that were, were places where um, I started to see people that, that look like me, that are being funny, that have heart, that are um, sharing stories that felt like, oh, it's, it's uh, I, I can't, I can, I see myself in, in, in these, um, I mean, I was young, but I could see myself in those situations because, because the cast did, um, you know, look like me. So that was, those were just a handful of, of the, um, of the things that I think inspire me as I was growing up. And uh, also just looking back, if you were able to tell your 13 year old self that you'd made yeah. it this far, do you think mm -hmm. they'd believe you? 
Nah. Well, you know, <laughs> no, because, well, look, I, I, <laughs> for a long time, I thought I, I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be an electrical engineer. And then I was like, I don't really like math that much. And then writing always kind of came, you know, naturally to me. Um, but I also have an entrepreneurial side. So I went to college and studied marketing and management. And then I worked in advertising for eight years. And then I switched careers and became a writer. So I think my 13 year old self would probably be like, I'm a professional, what? What is a showrunner? <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know any of that stuff. But I, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it's so hard to get a television show on air that I think my 13 year old self would be, you know, very uh, surprised and thankful that, um, that current day me is in this position. I'm, I'm very thankful to have an opportunity to, to, to write this show, create this show. And um, yeah, I don't think my younger self would believe it, but he'd be excited for the future. <laughs> and if you could give any advice to that 13 year old you, what would you say? Um, I would say, um, is, uh, it's gonna take time and you don't have to have it all figured out when you're like, you know, 21. I think there's like a, almost like a societal expectation sometimes that like, if you don't have it figured out by the time you're like 25, like that's, that's it. And, you know, like, and, and, and somehow being in your thirties almost feels like, oh, that's you're, it's already too late. I didn't start my professional writing career until I was 30. So I would, I would tell my younger self to be patient and, and have fun, live in the moment, have fun. And don't, don't put, don't, don't put too much, too, don't put too much pressure uh, on yourself to, to achieve the things that you want uh, right away because everything takes time. Phil, thank you again so much for this hilarious and wonderful show. And thank you for joining us today. Um, thank you so much. I just want to give you a follow on Instagram. Where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Phil Augusta J. Uh, just Phil Augusta and then the letter J. Um, that's my handle for Instagram and for Twitter as well. Awesome. And you can all follow us at Media Village Com on Instagram. Head over to MediaVillage.com for all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more. I'm Juan Ayala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.